Hi, welcome to episode 21 of Book Off Banter. We hope you're all safe and well and you're managing to stay sane. I have definitely felt that my sanity is starting to wane. Um, we wanted to do a really nice, light-hearted episode, and I thought that because we're all on a show ban, we would probably all be doing that thing where you remember things being way better than they actually were, like kind of like the really, really shit boyfriend who dumps you and then you remember that one time that he wasn't a total bastard and then you cry because actually it was really really nice yeah so I felt like we should discuss some of our show fails because maybe it would just put things into perspective a little bit more yeah I hear you I think that's a great idea I'm sure there's plenty of them (laughs) I'm sure that we've got a few and to start with we'll have a catch-up so what have you been doing I mean actually before I even ask Carla what Carla has been doing, Carla is currently wearing a, a really nice sort of red wavy wig. Yeah, a bright red wig That's what I'm wearing. I'll put a picture up. Um, I don't know about anybody else. I am buying a lot of stuff at the moment yes. um, online. I don't know if you're doing it. And my things that I'm buying appear to be getting more and more extreme. They also appear to correlate to the amount of RuPaul's Drag Race that I watch. Um, And this purchase was basically, I watched it and went, I really fancy a long red wig. I have never thought about it before. Um, I purchased it. It arrived today. Um, It caused much excitement when it arrived. Are you doing a lot of hair flicking? 100%. I'm like, literally... (laughs) I feel very glamorous in it. Um, <laughs> so we've all worn it at some stage, including my husband, which has made us roar with laughter. Um, and it, it is giving us quite a lot of joy. And so I don't know if I'm ever going to take this wig off, if I'm honest. I love That's it so it's much. All about, I love it, it like, so much. I am shopping my way through COVID. And Ben keeps oh, like saying, oh. Katie, what is that? And you know, when you, you see a parcel and you're like, don't even know but I just keep saying to him it's really important to support the small businesses Ben it's really important and he's like support us we've got to pay the mortgage um so today when Ben was out I was really pleased because a parcel came and it was some really nice like timing uh, exactly some fake leather leggings and so RuPaul's Drag Race is kind of seeing you through Covid I don't know if anyone's watched Disney Descendants but that is seeing that's seeing Henry through. So we've kind of fucked off homeschooling and we're basically yeah. just becoming word perfect for Disney descendants. We know the songs. He has been dancing and also fighting, wearing a hook. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's total normal behavior here. So anyway, they're kind of like quite punky and that's kind of the look. These leather leggings were not bought for any reason other than I quite fancied them. But anyway, they turned up today. Henry, I opened the package and he said, oh, they're descendants leggings. And I was like, well, oh. they're not. He said, oh, you're going to look like Mal from Descendants. And he was like, oh, for a second, I was like his so little excited. hero. So I was like, okay, mm. fair enough, whatever. So then Ben rang and he said, daddy, guess what mummy's bought for herself? I was like, fuck. Oh, oh God, you stupid <laughs> child. Don't do that to me. Why have you got to grasp me up? Oh. But isn't it bad how much stuff? No. And it's like you say, it's just, it's anything and everything. Like, 
I just said oh, to Henry, I just... Henry's like quite a, wor- he's a bit of a worrier. I'm a bit of a worrier and he obviously mm. gets it from me. And so I'd seen on like an Insta story, these worry monsters where your kid okay. writes a worry and they put it in the monster's mouth and then the monster's supposed to eat the worry. But actually what it means is that you mm-hmm. can read the worry, which I thought was yeah. a really good idea because then you kind of like, you're getting a bit of an insight into maybe things they don't yeah. want to tell you. So I said, just before I was about to purchase the book, the monster, you know, the whole kit and caboodle as I do, I said to him, do you think a little monster might be quite nice for you, Hen, for when you've got all these worries and we could write them down, put them in the monster's mouth and the monster like listens to them and then eats them and those worries aren't there anymore. And Henry said, well, not really, mummy, because they don't exist. So why don't you Google and find something better than that? <laughs> Sassy. Burn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my kids are usually on board with most of my purchases. Um, I've bought them a flashing keyboard for on use for one of the computers. Um, so they were over the moon with that uh, gaming keyboard. So yeah, I bought them some books, um, which was quite brave of me. I thought because they're not big. Well, Isaac's a big reader, but Oscar isn't. I bought him the full set of Harry Potter books um, and he's read about one chapter and then put them away in a box. He's like, I'm going to look after these. They're going to be a collector's item in a few years. I'm thinking, no, that's not the point of books, dear. So, Also, some of my colleagues and I had from work, we did a, like a pub. Have you ever heard of pub golf? No. So it's to do with you have a par. So you get given a drink that you have to drink, supposedly in each pub, and then you have to drink it in so many times and that gives you your par so like for example you might go into one pub and it might be um a drink of your choice three pass you've got to drink it in three not like in three gulps it's just i can put it you're only allowed to pick it up three times all right okay so anyway one one of my friends at work had this wonderful idea that we were going to do this game in our house or houses obviously and we were going to do it in various rooms of our house and then we had to do these certain drinks so we were like oh yeah yeah that's great so we're going to do it over zoom like we do with this and um I, I went quite hard that's all I'm gonna say I tried to get my par down a bit too soon um and yeah I was absolutely shit-faced um and supposedly the next day my son had been my eldest had been on the computer <laughs> um and he'd be like talking to one of his friends and then I grabbed hold of the microphone his name was Peter his friend I was like hello Peter are you all right like this and this poor little boy was going back, I'm fine, thank you, Mrs. Parsons. I hope you are. <laughs> and like, oh my God, I was so embarrassing. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, it just, it started quite, you know, I, I was quite impressed. I did down a bottle of Corona in my bath, which was sort of one of the things we had to do. And it just descended into chaos. We were all like just screeching at our phones. And then I was supposed to have my dinner outside with my family um but I was just so drunk I basically had to go to bed I was in bed for about half past eight um because we started really early yeah so I, had to, I was in bed for about half past eight Sam had to put a bucket by my bed it was absolute disgraceful behavior the next morning I was just like what 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 oh it was just awful. that was exactly um, like you know the time where I said where Ben had to rescue me dressed as Captain America yeah that was exactly oh god yeah I went hard Early I went too hard. Well, that's fair fail. enough on a night out. I was in my own house, Katie. Well, yes, but it was actually, it was supposed to be a cocktail making class with my whole family, like my mum and my aunties. Mm. And I made mm. one cocktail. 
So that was not ideal. No. Anyway, I, I, they keep, the girls are all going on about doing it again. I was like, I don't think I'll, I don't think I best add. I went a bit too hard. I was a bit rough. <laughs> and when you get older, you can't, you don't just bounce back from a hangover like when you were young. No. I was just like moping around all day, demanding carbs. I was a mess. <laughs> I was an absolute mess. What's your hangover cue? So, Mine's a hash brown sandwich. I actually love a, just a glass of full fat Coke or full fat lemonade. Bosh, that usually does the trick. You see, that's why so, you're skinnier than me. And then I have to just eat loads of <laughs> loads. I have to eat loads of carbs. I have to eat loads like salt and vinegar crisps and stuff. Yeah, salt and vinegar crisps. Yeah, they're the, they're the dream. Yeah, so that usually does it. But yeah, it was it was embarrassing. Um, so, like my husband said, he said, "Well, you know, you can't even go out on a night out, and you still manage to get unbelievably pissed." But the advantage is, at least if you do that at home, then you don't have to yeah. worry about getting home. So really, exactly. that's I was there. ideal. Nice early night. Went very early night. Winner, winner. Probably the, early, probably the <laughs> earliest night I've had of this whole lockdown. Sam said I came to bed and I was snoring. And, you know, that was, was yeah. really drunk. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, oh I hate that. that. This is just not He was going to try and wake me up, try and get me to drink some water. And he was like, Carla, Carla. So, oh, oh, so, just... <laughs> She could just suffer in the morning. I'm not going <laughs> to let her drink some water. So, yeah. Oh dear, fun and games, fun and games. Obviously, I just need to talk as well about the t-shirt, my t-shirt oh, that yes. came out. So um, a collaboration with Honest Riders, which we've kind of been sitting on for six months. And we was, we, what we really, really wanted to do was, um, it was supposed to be released at Badminton. And I was so excited about that, but obviously there isn't going to be a Badminton. So we just decided to, to chuck it out there. Um, and and see what goes on and it's it's but been to be fair, really it's quite a good time because everyone is shopping their way through so well if fingers crossed if I can buy a red wig someone can buy a t-shirt that says go on on it <laughs> exactly. so that's what we're hoping for so if you haven't seen it do check out uh, my page or Honest Riders website and please buy it money from it goes to charity it's not just all for me and <laughs> Honest Riders but she needs some to keep up with these wigs <laughs> I know I want a blue one next Wig, oh my god if i got a purple one henry would literally be living his best purple life wig. i think I'd, only a tenner. I'd be like a tenner hero. EBay. and then i think i would need eBay. to get ben a can hook. i just go back to your leather trousers that you got i got yeah. some of those and i thought i went out one night and i had a really nice pair they're like pull up suede yeah. uh, over the knee suede? boots they're like pull- oh right okay I was gonna. I wore those with them, and I had a nice top. I didn't look like I didn't go full on slut. It was just like semi <laughs> semi slut. <laughs> but like, but these leather trousers, they're really slippery, and my boot my my boots wouldn't grip, and mm. they kept falling down all night, just going around my ankles, like like I've been bandaged very dodgily. So just a little <laughs> tip for you there. Right. Okay. No, that is quite good because I do have some over the knee boots. Anyway, be careful. We've been up to not very much, but I did no. rain Henry no rope henry and ben in this weekend to bomb proof the ponies which was honestly the funniest thing ever because these ponies were born bomb proof so i kept just getting more and more outrageous ideas like yeah let's do this well well, can you think we could do this well what about if we did this like let's throw a football at them Let's get Henry to wish like down this roller coaster thing we've got right next to them. Let's drive a quad with a flag flapping right at them. And they're just like anything. So then the next day, Henry had left his bike out. He'd forgotten to put it away. 
was trying to take Manny to the field. Manny literally nearly ran straight on the top of me because <laughs> the bike was where it wasn't usually. Just and I was there like, on the floor. Yeah, this is just typical. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Sounds like Vince. So much like Vince. Just dickhead, so, Like Solo, it? who's who's the ex racehorse. I always joke about him. That's like honestly, nothing. No, you could probably he could probably do a handy pony on Solo. Yeah. He, nothing would face him. He's just like. Mm just like he'd look around whatever doesn't matter you know you 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 are hard pushed to ever make him spook whereas Vince just you know even to the point where I've been out hacking and a car has been parked and he's been there before and that car hasn't been parked there before yeah. that is enough to turn him inside out yeah. he's a major knob at times he really is and he hates piles of stuff mm. so like it is just a a pile of anything. Manny's worst is like grit or whatever. You know when they put the piles of grit. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, that yeah, pile yeah of that forces you into the middle of the road with him like we piaffing. We were at Little Downham and he was giving me a beautiful ride around the cross country and they'd piled up. Obviously they'd bought some stones to put down in case the uh, takeoffs and landings were wet and they just put this innocently next to a gateway that I had to go through and I nearly fell off because he literally could screech to a halt he's like woo go with his eyes all sorts like there's a pile I was like you have just jumped like two bright white houses yeah you've jumped into water you've jumped a ditch you've done all this and you're scared of some stone that you've got to go past you big bellend that's a hundred percent manny I would never look at a fence at a show and be like oh will he jump that mm. but I look for like banners and you know like really yeah. obscure things that manny be like oh, I don't think I like that the other thing I thought I must remember to mention is so after the last podcast about two days later I got a phone call from my trainer and she was like um so I'm just ringing to say to you under no circumstances are you to event <laughs> And I was like, thinking for a little second, I thought, maybe she thinks she's really getting this show jumping. And I don't want her, you know, to change because she's she's really getting this. So I I was like, oh, why? She said, you would be a fucking nightmare. I have not got the emotional strength to guide you through three phases. (laughs) I'm already a full-time therapist for you, Katie. If I had yeah. to try and explain to you dressage, cope with your horrific, dramatic theories about what potentially might go wrong for show jumping, and yeah. then also get you to ride cross country, she said, I think I would need to be tranquilized. So absolutely, categorically, are you not allowed to vent? And I was like, well, that's rude for, for your trainer to actually ring to be, you. To be fair to her, though, now she's explained it like that. I'm kind of with Carla and I, I retract my, I've made a bit of a challenge to you, didn't I? Yeah. I retract it. I'm with Carla. Cause I don't think any of us could take it. If I'm honest with you, Katie. <laughs> I know. She was no, just no. like, you're not. Doing did it. you mention it to Ben? Can you imagine what Ben would have said? I didn't. I wasn't brave enough to mention no, it to I Ben. I wouldn't either. No. And whatever you do, don't ever see how much an event costs. I know. He was worried about the leather trousers and they were only 18 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I think eighteen pounds is the first aid cover at a BE. Yeah, that's pretty much the well. It's the starting fee, pretty yeah. much start fee, Imagine. which is the additional little cost. Like, that I know. So, what am I paying for for you to? You, I'm paying for you to actually do fuck all. Like, you'd be like, no, no. So yeah, I think I didn't mention that to him, and I didn't think Carla would take it as hard as she did. But 
yeah, it just seemed really, I really think that maybe that speaks volumes, doesn't it? About I actually, Paul I Carla. don't know Pray if I've. Carla. I don't know if I've ever known Carla was passionate about anything in the whole time I've owned, owned her. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't buy her at any point. Um, oh my yeah. God. She was genuinely quite panic stricken. Bless Pray her. Because I think you were, because yeah, you were getting quite, we were talking you around. You're like, oh yeah, I might give it a go. I can imagine she was listening to it going, fuck. <laughs> I can think of nothing I'd like less she did eventually I sort of negotiated with her and I was like but I mean I could do some small ones couldn't I and she was like maybe but she said absolutely you are not going with any sort of ambition to ever compete at any level because honestly Katie I'd have you'd have to find someone else to train you I was like okay oh bless her poor Carla that is quite funny but actually that is very funny I think to be fair most trainers that have trained me probably wish I'd never started eventing I bet they They didn't ring you though I bet they wish they could ring me up and say please don't go eventing I do remember once having a it's I've still got chance the old boy here and he's he's a serial shoe puller and I remember one time my farrier being there yeah, I bet he, he would have, yeah, he wouldn't have had to worry about the mortgage if he shod my horses. Anyway, he was, um, he was shooing the horses. You know when you like idly talk about stuff? I was going, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the bloodhounds for me. And I'm like, I might take chance. And he, he put down his tools and he turned around and he looked at me and went, I will shoe your horse for free next time if you promise me you don't take him out with the bloodhounds. He says, I couldn't cope. I could not cope with what he would do to his feet. And I was just like, okay. I didn't, I didn't take him up on his offer. I didn't make him pay, but it was just, he was quite passionate about it. He was like, please don't take this horse. The problem is, the problem is with the chance was he, he had shit feet, but when he used to pull a shoe off, he couldn't just pull the shoe off like most thoroughbreds do because normally they pull them off and like the nails are clean out aren't yeah. they, and everything. He would take half his hoof with yeah. it. He was quite dramatic about it. So I'd like just present this horse with like nothing to, yeah. to, to the poor farrier. So you kind of got where he was coming from. But yeah, I, I learned quickly not to talk about what I was planning to do with that horse because he'd be like, please don't do that. I <laughs> Honestly, please. Could you maybe just brush him? What about just having him as a nice, <laughs> nice pet? He's lovely. <laughs> he's a pet now, actually, bless him, with no shoes on, ironically. And he's, uh, he's perfectly sound with no shoes on. So there you go. All right. So I think we should move on to show fails. And I was trying to think of, of some... And obviously, straight away, I've talked on the podcast about my the infamous hackamore situation, which was another one actually where Carla, bless her, said to me, I really advise you strongly to not take him to a show in a hackamore. But I was adamant, obviously, that I was going to take him. And I th- I've definitely mentioned it before, but I think I probably haven't told the whole thing, which was, so he obviously... He jumped really well in the warm-up because he does. He's a completely different horse in the warm-up than he is in the ring. Yeah. He jumped nicely in the warm-up, got him in the ring, and obviously started to accelerate and accelerate and accelerate. And I jumped the fence backwards. And then the judges, I don't know what they were doing, but they hadn't noticed. And so the guy who was like the steward, he was saying to me, keep going, keep going. And I was like, I don't want to. I don't want no. to. <laughs> like, desperately trying to haul pancake up. So there was that one. But I thought, I'm, I, I don't think I've talked about the one that preceded that, which oh. was, um, so it was the first show I'd ever done on pancake. And it was 
the back end, I think, of the summer season, and it was like all the big county shows. And yeah. so it was in a huge open field. And I'd had this massive mental block about newcomers. So I would go up to a meter five, and if anyone mentioned newcomers, I'd like, no, I'm not doing newcomers. So Carla, actually, it's always Carla. I'm going to blame Carla. Um, so Carla said oh, to me... Don't blame Carla. <laughs> Poor Carla. So Carla said to me when I got I'm Pam... Gonna, sorry. I'm going to get my next little T-shirts are going to be, <laughs> don't you dare blame Carla. That's what they're going to say. Or pray for Carla. Um, yeah, so... Hashtag pray for Carla. Carla had said to me, when you get this horse, you are not jumping at any smaller than newcomers because it's jumped to a good level and he's quick and you're only going to speed him up. So I was like, yeah. okay. And for some reason I had like a moment of, okay. So anyway, I you got him to listen the, to the trainer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> so I got him to this show and honest to God, he just saw the open field, saw the jumps and I couldn't even really get on him. He was like snorting, cantering mm. on the spot, like ripping my arms clean out the sockets. And the guy before me rode him in it like just a vulcanite pelham, which obviously for a strong horse, it just got a hold of this bloody pelham. Yeah. And I was so scared. I was thinking, maybe I won't take him in. Like, but then I was like, no, no, I've got to take him in. Like, I've come all this way and, and I've yeah. got this good horse now. And I've got to just like, you know, put my big girl knickers on. I've just got to go in. So anyway, Carla was there on one of hers and she was standing by the side of the ring. So we went in and we jumped the first fence, I think, okay. And then he just took off. And he oh. was just getting faster and faster. And he was wearing poles, like, around his, like, chest. He was smashing them out. And, smashing through everything, yeah, yeah. like, carrying these poles so, so far. And I was, honestly, I think someone had taken a photo of me. I was fucking terrified. I couldn't. Oh, my God. I hadn't, he was taking full strides out, like, just left, right, and centre. I had no idea yeah. when we were going to take off. So, anyway, we raced round. We did get round the whole course, which, I mean, I think we've, we've got to be given some sort of, That's you know, pretty impressive. Yeah. It was really quick. Volts. I bet it was the quickest time. I think there was about 100 volts. Quickest of the day. <laughs> like, loads of volts. But, um, yeah, so, anyway, we galloped round. And as I sort of shot out the ring, Carla just said, like, really calmly and deadpan, she just said, well, I think a bit rethink, maybe. I was like, <laughs> like <laughs> completely like disheveled and winsome. And I was like, my arms, you know, and they, you're so tired. Your arms yeah. are like trembling. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I think maybe a little bit rethink. <laughs> so yeah, that was my first ever show on Pancake. I did that a little bit at the start of the season with um, when I went to the one at Pop, the one day event at Pop, Pop. You know that one where I got a sub 30? I don't know if yeah. I mentioned it ever. In case I forgot to mention it, when I went to an event, I got a sub 30 dressage, 28. Anyway, um, Vince's bitting is quite a tricky one because he is a strong horse. But then I, if I end up with anything too strong in his mouth, I can overcheck him. Yeah. And then sometimes, particularly on the cross country, we, we went through a phase of picking up some really annoying faults. And it was because I just had too much check and I was yeah. killing the canter too much. And it was all... So actually, bitting him has been... What I ride him in cross country is fantastic and it works really well. I don't think like a pro would like it, but for us, it works all right. I can slow down yeah. to a point and good. I can turn left and I can turn right. So um, it works and it works for us. And he's confident in it. You know, he wants to go and he wants to go in it. So I'm happy with it. But then show jumping is quite different. So if I have him in that cross country bit, a bit similar to that, it gets faster and faster. 
so I was kind of rethinking it. I was like, oh, okay. So I had him in uh, Pelham at one point and I was like, oh no, this feels like it's a bit too much. Yeah. So now I don't want to go. And then I found this, um, a universal. I was like, oh, I remember jumping in this a couple of years ago. Oh, I'll try this. Yeah. So I went and I had a lesson in it and he jumped. Yeah, he jumped really nicely and I jumped him around a course. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to show jumping this at uh, Poplar Park. Anyway, there was a reason why the last time I jumped him in it was two years ago. Because quite frankly, I might as well have just like farted and seen a hope that that would have stopped him because he was like oblivious, absolutely oblivious to there being anything in his mouth. I should have just kept the head collar on him. It was literally like that. And I mean, he is a good boy and he does tuck his legs up. So he's got a lovely, makes a lovely shape. So, you know, we were quite lucky that he only, he only took one pole, but oh my God. And afterwards, as I was leaving, the woman that was sat there, she did say, she went, if it had been a jump off, you would have won. <laughs> <laughs> like really deadpan she said it yeah. and I went yeah I was quite fast wasn't I there's nothing worse is it especially at show because it's not like you can just stop whether you're just like Fuck, what am I gonna can do you imagine here? as well a bit, at least like if you go show jumping and worst case scenario you can pull up and you're like right I'll stick him in the next class no, I can't or I'll go HD at the end of this class <laughs> with a different bit up I'd be buggered if I spent all that money on eventing yeah. and I jumped that first and then he goes like a bat of hell. I'm like, I ain't pulling you up. No. I'm committed here. We are yeah. staying because I'm going cross country on you. So yeah, it's um, quite, it was quite scary. So I promptly went back. I was like, well, I'm not going cross country in this bit. No. So other fails that I have done is obviously there was pink and purple gate, 50 shades of pink. Yeah. Which happened uh, a couple of years ago, a few years ago now where I basically got very confused about the difference between pink and purple and missed out a fence i had um, with belinda at um at the local show um like it's like a little county show and uh, stupidly i got in my head like do you know i think i might like to do a working hunter fuck my life who's what got time thinking? for that like jesus oh my god because like we jump so basically every single item of tack was illegal because yeah obviously we like as spandangly and fluffy and the working hunters would have like vomited if they'd seen us so i spent yeah. like half my life you know getting everything off a bridle and plaiting because i can't plait to save my fucking life i had to pull its tail plait its mane faffed about she looked absolutely beautiful honestly she looked gorgeous and walked the course and it was really like well actually it was horrifically strided I think it was strided by like a one-legged goat but yeah other than that I was like do you know what it's a nice it's fine it's like a fine course and Belinda got to the second fence and decided that she didn't like some metal barrels that were being used as a filler and could I fuck get her anywhere near nowhere near so we didn't even get to do the ridden i might as well have rocked up there all show jumping up to the hilt because yeah i jumped well they did let me do the whole course but obviously it was all for fucking nothing by that point so yeah that was that was a fairly spectacular and that's been the last time i've ever done working hunter so we went to um a few was it last season and i went to little downham and we got there and I didn't have early times or anything. And there was absolutely no reason for this at all. And, you know, my horse box is here and it's kept here so I can keep all my stuff on. 
And I don't know what happened, but I got there and I'd forgotten my dress I had on. And I, I had, I was, you know, when you think that you're all, someone's taking the piss out of you. I thought my kids were taking the piss. I was like, getting ready. I was like, right, who's got my dress I had on? And I was like, why would we have it? Come on, one of you's hidden my dress I had on. They were like, no, we haven't. You must have done. You must have hidden my dress I had on. I was getting more and more angry and stressed. It was because I always cut it very fine for my yeah. dressage. Um, and then it just crossed my mind that maybe I hadn't put my dressage saddle at all. And I was like, oh shit. So yeah, I had to do it in my jumping saddle and just put my stirrups down a couple of holes. To be fair, it was a shit test, so it didn't matter. I, at least then I had an excuse. I was, I was just like, trying oh, to say, then you can be like, if only I'd had that dressage saddle, it could have been so different. Yeah, that would have definitely done it. <laughs> that would have definitely done it. But yeah, it's uh, forgetting things is so annoying, isn't it? So yeah. annoying. I'm quite forgetful. Um, I've forgotten like girth riding boots girth was a one for a while actually i went a good few shows forgetting girths carla you luckily has horses that are the same size as me and just provides me with a girth That's lucky yeah i was gonna say well, did you have to keep buying a new one like from their tax shop carla's the, just like here <laughs> have another girl yeah. have another girl <laughs> i think she probably packs extras for me um i've borrowed a show jacket before actually as well um yeah another one actually i had and- with um with showing clearly the shows that I just shouldn't showing's not for me was I was riding some connies for a, a lady and she said to me um there's this one show and they had a young horse class which in theory mm-hmm. I thought was a really really good idea because mm-hmm. horses I think it, they had to be under five so it was like yeah. really green and they were just going to be kind of marked on where they were at and it was going to be a really nice sort of starter class to get the young horses out, yeah. get them a bit of, and, and I was all for it. Like I was like, yeah, it makes total sense. What a good idea for a class. In hindsight, it's a fucking worst idea ever because what you're doing is lobbing a whole load of green horses. Yeah. Oh my God. I bet that was chaos. It was carnage. <laughs> they were just rodeoing their way around this ring. Oh my god! Like just doing what the fuck they wanted, basically. There was people like, falling off. So then the, the horse, like of the person that fell off, is galloping around the ring, setting all the others. And I mean, I'll be honest. I was like, I was one of the lucky ones because this Connie was like, you know, a real rock steady Eddie. Yeah, yeah. And she just trotted around, kind of like I don't know what you guys are all doing. But obviously, the people who were on like the sports horses and stuff were just like clinging on, like white knuckle. Oh. <laughs> and yet, and when I came out, I was like. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't a good idea for a class, was it? Because they they had nothing. They had no calming influences. They just had each other. They were all just like, no, where yeah. have they and brought all just us? just feeding off each other. What yeah. the fuck's going on? All keyed up, probably one of their first shows as well. Yeah. What an utter nightmare. I hope you won it. No, because actually, oh. I think she was second or maybe third, but there was one who was with a showing producer that had oh, obviously okay, done so. like all the enhance... And yeah. this horse literally went round. It was in a double bridle. Head was what? like, I know, head was like perfect. It didn't flicker anything. I mean, it looked, it could have been a 12-year-old because obviously that was, that was its job and it was. Yeah. And yes, yeah, so I really clearly remember that one because I was watching it just like, that's not a young horse. But um, yeah, but yeah, it was fucking bedlam. It was really good value, I bet, though, for the spectators because <laughs> it was like going to a rodeo. <laughs> I half of me wishes I'd seen it because yeah. it was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> on a 
horrific. I bet there were requests the next year for like, you can have that young horse class. <laughs> yeah, like that. There's the people there really filming. Yeah. We'll get our 250 quid from you being framed. <laughs> yeah, it was. I might put in a bedlam. suggestion with that. To be fair, the inventors would take it far too seriously, wouldn't they? They're like, oh, oh yeah, they're, they're actually because they do do young horses classes, yeah. and their horses turn up like. And it's mainly the pros that do it, and mm-hmm. uh, all their horses turn up like all properly produced and stuff. I and there's me like trying to stay on. What their young horses can do, like. Oh, I know it's insane, it's, isn't it? It is. Like, I've, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a fan of young horse classes no, at all. No, I'm not. Um, I hate them. But yeah, this one, in theory, at like quite a local show, it was such a good idea, but at the same time, just such a fucking tragic idea. But well worth it for I love it. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So anyone that wants to laugh, I mean, put that on a schedule. Start that crap. Yeah, put that on a schedule. We'll go and watch. I won't take part in it. Vid- just make sure you've got a video camera ready. That was actually the same show where my little sister, bless her, had we had a Labrador at the time called Kookie. And um she had Kookie on a lead. And she was at the ice cream van. And then Cookie saw my mum from way down the show field and just took, <laughs> took off. And literally wiped my sister clean out. And she was holding on to her ice cream. And she was like, she had the dog's lead in one hand and the ice cream in the other. Why should not just let go? But she was like bouncing along. Like, mum, stop the dog. <laughs> yeah, that was quite an event. <laughs> we did um, some team show jumping a few years, uh, a year or so ago, I think it was. And so it was like a team of four of different heights and uh, the ones with the less faults or different time. I can't remember how they worked it out. But the long and short of it is I took both our dogs at the time. I took Rupert and Ralphie that we had at the time. Ralphie was a little pug cross we had. And um, these dogs, someone was looking after them. I don't know. My kids had obviously just got some complete stranger to hold my dogs for me whilst I was riding. Oh my and Rupert gets quite clingy at a show. <laughs> so this complete stranger was sat on this chair just chatting and Rupert was sat. And obviously this person hadn't realised that I was this dog's owner. She thought she was just holding them for these children. So I came out, Rupert saw me and pegged it. She was holding on and this chair just collapsed oh backwards God. and she just had her legs in the air. <laughs> I'm like, oh <laughs> I felt so good because she wasn't expecting it. <laughs> the next second, she just had stuff on her back. She's like, I'm on my horse, but I'm so sorry. The dogs are running riot. Oh my god! Oh my god! So we yeah, that was, one, actually, that was another we, fun. We went to um, we'd gone to watch maybe like Belsey or something, and we're taking Gracie, who's our Springer, and um, so I was sitting just watching i think i might have been sitting on a jump that wasn't being used or something or on a seat or something and watching this um this water complex and there was this kind of really smart like country like older lady sat next to me and i didn't realize what grace was doing but grace thinks it's really good fun to pick things up off the floor and she kind of spits them on you like and spits it on you and she wants you to drop it so she can catch it but if oh, okay. you don't, then she keeps picking things up and spitting them because she's like, oh, you haven't got the hint. So what you need is more oh. things. So obviously yeah. this woman had got like a huge like <laughs> amount of like branches, bits of leaf and stuff on her trousers. That I hadn't cause I'd been watching the horses that Grace had <gasps> kindly like spat onto her leg. And then she like happened to look down as Grace was like spitting something else onto her. 
eyes just were like popped down stalks and she said oh my god what is she doing and I said oh she's spitting on you she just wants you to throw it she looked at me she was like well, I don't want to throw it and I'm covered I'm covered in it's a twig and I was like sorry she like, should have been honoured that Gracie wanted her to play I know but okay, as she brushed like, them off Grace was like oh, woman. she's got it <laughs> so Grace is like quickly trying to gather I'm trying to like stop Grace just lobbing them all straight back on this woman's leg another time where dogs at shows are just a delight and obviously eventers we take our dogs we take yeah. our dogs with us everywhere and I remember we went to I went to do the 105 at Poplar and it was where uh, Vince I did not have a good show um, on paper was, or uh, <laughs> sorry not a good day on paper it was it the only way it could have been a worse day on paper if it had been toilet paper and i'd <laughs> wiped my ass with it it was not a good down paper so he'd jumped decided that he didn't want to jump off a drop so i came back and i was absolutely i was like so upset with him yeah. because he'd started quite well and i was like oh god anyway i was like washed him down and i put him into the lorry and the dogs were running around and whatever and then the next second, Rupert came back and he was carrying a loaf of bread. <laughs> and it wasn't just like a normal sliced loaf of bread. It was like, like this handmade... It's like artisan, a cob or something. Like, yeah, like this beautifully handmade and crafted loaf of bread that I suspect was really quite expensive. And I was like, where the fuck has he got that from? And could you so get I'm me like, another oh. one? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God. So anyway, I was like, quick, get in the lorry. Eat it in the lorry so no one can see. <laughs> so he's in the lorry and he's like eating his loaf of bread. So I'm like, oh, and I'm stressing and whatever. And then the next second, there's another woman because I'm like, oh my God. This... And then she went, oh, excuse me. She said, do you own a pug? Ralphie was a pug cross. And I was like, yeah. She went, he's just joining in with the BEAT. And this little fucking dog was like pegging it. Luckily, he wasn't like properly chasing the horses. <laughs> he was like sort of like running alongside the BEAT as they were going Oh my God. I was just like, do you know what? I can't cope with this. I've had a really bad day of venting and now my dogs are causing utter chaos. Oh my God. You know, and that's like the cardinal sin, isn't it? Yeah. The dogs getting onto the course. I and bet you regretted day, saying I... yes, that you had a pug. Actually, I don't have a pug. I thought I did, but do you know what it is? It's, it's not, it's actually a spaniel. That's what it is. No, yes. actually, I thought I had a pug, but is this loaf of bread? to this day to this day i don't know who's that loaf of bread was i don't know where he got it from i still cringe a little bit thinking about it that these people have finished their good days at and they go oh i'll make us a lovely bit of sandwich a bit of smoked salmon with our lovovely bread <laughs> Doris, have you seen that bread anyway? <laughs> you've eaten it haven't you doris you've eaten the whole lot not oh. saved me a slice <laughs> I know, they've just gone back to their picnic and like everything was still there probably apart from their loaf of bread. And you'd be like, where's that loaf of bread gone? Rupert's very partial to a bit of bread, isn't he, by the sounds of things? He, love, he loves a loaf of bread. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> loves a loaf of bread. He really does. We've had it in our house here where he um, just helps himself to them all the time. To the point that when we go shopping now, Sam will sometimes pick up and go, let's get some bread for Rupert because we know that he's probably going to eat it. So. Honestly, you'd have to be fast in this house because I get through a lot of bread. We get through a lot of bread, but mostly it's because of Rupert. Now, you know, they've put you on restrictions. Like, you're only allowed, like, three of one thing. So I'm like to Ben, well, that's fine because I'm going to get three loaves of bread. I'm going to get three packets of bagels. I'll get three packets of muffins, three wholemeal wraps. Like, yeah, 
Like, just got to mix it up. Their product. Rupert decided he was going to try going vegan the other day, actually, because Sam had bought an Easter egg and he thought it was just like a white chocolate Easter egg. It turns out it wasn't a vegan Easter egg. So this ve- none of us had broken this Easter egg open. It just sat there on the side. Um, and then I went through one morning and it was ne- then the empty packaging was on Rupert's bed, which is a sign that Rupert's got off the side and eaten it. <laughs> so I was like, oh God. So anyway, I thought I'd send, so I said, Sam was at work, so I sent him a text and I just said, by the way, your dog's gone vegan. <laughs> he knew straight away what I meant. He knew straight away. He said, he's eating that egg, hasn't he? But like, yep, he's eating the egg. Was Rupert like, so we next time guys, just probably just a small yeah, cheese one. Like I'd rather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so we're going to move on to Wanker of the Week. Uh, mine's quite tame, which is quite strange for me, actually, that I've managed to have not too much wankerish behaviour. But um, I am going, because I think it's a bit of a fail episode, so I am going to do two of um, the ones that people have sent in, because I like them. Okay. Yeah, so my one is, uh, yesterday I was making scrambled eggs for us all, because, you know, I'm like a cordon bleu cook. And putting all the effort mm. in. But because I had something in the pan and I was like trying to hurry, I thought, oh, I'll do it in the microwave. I never do scrambled eggs in the microwave. But anyway. It's large scrambled egg in the microwave. Well, you're obviously, you've got skills I haven't got. So at first I was being really good and I kept stirring it, like getting it out and stirring it all the time. Mm. And then I got bored with that and it was taking too long. So I just put it in and left it and then got it out and I thought, fuck, it's overdone. So I went to stick a fork in to mix it and it exploded. I've heard about that before. That it happened, went like yeah. really loud, like pow, but it got me in the eye. So I burned like all of my eye. So I had to like have a, um, I had to have a, like a flannel over it, which Henry was like, you're like a pirate now. It's like, great, thanks, Henry. <laughs> I love Henry. Henry is my spirit animal because he always looks on the bright side of everything, doesn't he? In his own little world. Little Henna's world. He's like, oh, look, you've nearly burnt your eyeball out, but you do look like a pirate now, Mummy. And I love Every cloud. Um, So then it was stinging so much, so I covered it in that eight-hour cream, which is, like, honestly, the best stuff. Um, Actually, that and nipple cream. Have I told you about that? Yeah, my love for nipple cream. So anyway, I covered my eye in that which then made it like really shiny and like, and Henry was like, wow, look at your eye. <laughs> I was like, oh yes. Oh, and he's so easy and fresh, isn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah, give him a pair of fake leather trousers and some eight hour cream leather your trousers eye. And, a, and, a, and a shiny eye and the, and the boy's happy as Larry, isn't yeah. he? To be honest, well, if, I could have put some, if I could have put some glitter on, stuck that on as well, I, I would have literally been goals right there. Despite the fact Absolutely. it was like stinging so bad, it's oh, like, it stings like hell, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah, that was. I'm never doing scrambled eggs in the microwave again. Your technique was very bad. It yeah. happened, but we'll move on. My first one is: I have a wanker of the week, and I either have to laugh, and I either have to laugh or cry. Um, I took my horse to an equine hospital after six weeks of box, box rest. Her lameness wasn't improving. She had. A fracture of the stifle, retirement was her best option. Tears, 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 and more tears. Fucking devastated. We were riding clubbers, not overly competitive, but she has been my lifeline and huge confidence giver. And naturally, all the things we haven't done or the things that I was too scared to do all the time have been running through my mind. And like I said, I was devastated. I decided 
that I would get some professional photographs. So I arranged to shoot with a local, very talented photographer, scrubbed her within an inch of her life. She was looking fab, behaving impeccably, especially considering she'd been on box rest. I took her into a field for photos and all was good. We moved down to the back field. The photographer knows the land and knows he's gonna get a good photo. We popped a chain on over her nose as we had to go through some other horses to get down there, one of whom is very aggressive. Got past them with little incident, chains doing its job, hooray. Took some photos and one of the girls mentions that the chain is a little bit unsightly. Maybe I should take it off. So, (laughs) in hindsight, this was a wanker move. What happens next is clearly not what's expected of a horse who's just been retired due to lameness. The calves in the field take a run. We are standing with our backs to said cows, which naturally scares the sweet bejesus out of the mare, and off she goes. Four feet off the ground, me hanging onto the end of the rope. I can only describe the pain I felt of being hit by, well, by by 750 kilograms of horse straight into the thigh. Thankfully, there were two others then. We managed to get the situation back under control. One of the girls takes the horse off me while I wonder if the photographer is going to capture me vomiting. Um, Luckily, I regained enough composure to take the last few pictures. My leg already looks like someone's shoved a melon down my pants. But I think, it's okay. She's missed the bone. I can't stand in it properly for a day, but I'm going to be fine. Three days later, Mm -hmm. I start going for walks because, damn it, if I don't have a horse to ride, I'm going to get fit and lose some extra weight that I've been carrying. The bruising turns all sort of colours. Swelling goes down slightly, but not much. Going to bed after walking, I realise there is new bruising and finally admit to my husband that my leg is quite sore and I think I need it seen to. I go to the GP who sends me to A&E due to the 19 centimetre hematoma on your thigh. Not where everyone wants to go in the middle of a pandemic. The good news is no fracture. Bad news is I've been ordered to rest leg, keep it elevated and ice it. So now I've got no pony. I can't even go and see the pony because I've been in A&E and need to limit contact with people. I am working from home because of the pandemic and I can't even fucking exercise. What a fucking wanker. Oh, all because they didn't want a chain in a photo. (laughs) Honestly, she sent me a picture. They photoshopped it out. I know. She sent me a picture of the bruise. It was epic. Like, so bad. That was from um, MVE on Instagram. Um, That's led me to a wank of the week, actually. And I will tell it. It wasn't recent, but it is worth mentioning. What's her name? Sorry. MVE009. On Instagram. On Instagram. I hope you're feeling better soon. I know. The pictures, though, of the horse, she sent me some, and they were very beautiful. But it was a very powerful-looking horse. So not really one. If you're going to get kicked in the thigh, I think really you want to be get kicked in the thigh by like at least a Welsh mountain pony or something. This looked, I'd say, maybe like a full Irish draft. My God. Yeah. (laughs) I bet it smarted. Oh, poor girl. All right. So what was yours? So it was a few years back now, and um, a girl at work was talking about how she bought her kids some pogo sticks and they'd never use them she said you know they've got these we've got these pogo sticks and we've never never used them and I said I'll have them for my boys she said oh okay I'll bring them into work for you 
And then there was this succession of things where she kept forgetting them. And then, uh, so it took quite a while of us sort of backwards and forwards before these pogo sticks entered in my hand. She went, anyway, I walked into work one day. She went, guess what I've got you? I said, is it the pogo sticks? She was like, yes, they're up in the locker room. So we went up to this locker room and she handed me these pogo sticks. And I went, I'm going to have a go on one now. So I got on this pogo stick. I've never pogo sticked in my life. Is it even called pogo sticking? Pogoed? I've never pogoed in my life. I've never been on a I've pogo stick. I've never pogoed in my life. But I, but I thought, what could go wrong? So basically, they're quite, these aren't like a toy pogo stick. They're like these heavy duty professional pogo sticks. Is that a thing? And professional pogo sticking? <laughs> they were very. I'll have you know this was no amateur um, pogo sticking uh, uh, (laughs) I was pogo sticking with the best of them (laughs) yes exactly and hospital floors are very shiny and slippery so I jump up on this pogo stick (laughs) basically the pogo stick hit the floor and skidded off and I just went like a sack of shit (laughs) down on my knee I thought, flump! <laughs> she was like, oh my God, and this pogo stick. Our locker room wasn't massive. It was like, bang, bang. We could hear people go, what's going on? What's going on? And I was just laying on the floor going, oh my God. And I literally thought I'd broken my leg. I thought I'd broken my leg. I was like, oh my God. So anyway, she had to pick me up and carry me. It must have been about 10 past. I'd arrived at work at nine. Well, about three minutes past. This must have been 10 past nine. Like literally, I been at work seven minutes and i thought i'd broken my leg on a pogo stick so <laughs> she's like help me we got into the staff room i'm in the staff room and was like putting this ice on my knee and i'm just watching it turn all these different shades of purple and it's like swelling up i was like oh my god anyway i don't know if people know my husband's an orthopedic surgeon he also works at the hospital so then i got my phone out i'd smashed my phone as well in the fall oh and god. i managed to send him a text and i was just like I think I've broken my leg. He was like, what do you mean you've broken your leg? You're at work. I was like, well, I, I thought I'd have to go on the pogo. By the way, I'm, I'm doing a taping thing. With my, I thought I'd have a go on the pogo stick. And uh, he's like, you had a go on a pogo stick. Like, yeah, and, and now I think I've broken my leg. And he's like, I just don't, I don't believe this. He was, you know, when someone's like worried, but yeah. they're so worried, they're angry at you. Yeah. He's just like, what were you thinking? I said, I had to have an x-ray. I hadn't broken my leg, by the way. But so yeah, was two weeks, I was, I was out of action for two weeks from that. <laughs> I actually walked into work. I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk. I couldn't drive. I couldn't do anything. I completely smashed my leg up. And so I, when she says that she hadn't broken her leg, but she was in agony, I totally get that because I could not believe that I hadn't broken it. So yeah, 10 minutes of work on a pogo stick. So anyway, I gave the pogo sticks away. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sensing that that's probably why our children decided to not use the pogo sticks. I I can't, yeah, exactly. And I kind of thought, I don't want my kids on those. They're too dangerous. So I said, no, you can take your pogo sticks. I don't know what happened to them. To be fair, I once came back um, from a show. Know how precious your white jods are because they cost a bloody fortune. And like one mark, you can never get the bastards off. I've got all kinds of magic potions and things. They, They never work. Anyway. And Henry's got, you know, one of those stunt scooters with the two stick bits. Instead We've discussed of, this before, this stunt scooter, about Ben going down the thing on it. Oh, right. Well, yeah, I stupidly rode the stunt scooter. And Henry was like, he always eggs us on to do stupid things. And he was like, go, go, mummy, go. And so my white jaws. 
I went down this hill, hit a little like divot, shot mm. over the top of it. Like my knees were pissing blood, obviously all over my white breeches, which I had to oh, then no. just go in. I think honestly, you see, when all these people are talking about how, how dangerous horse riding is, it's actually not. It's, it's not. when it's we don't ride our and horses scooters. and when we start going <laughs> yeah. like off piece. That's the issue. Yeah, I've got a pogo stick. Yeah. yeah. All right. So my, my second one, Another one is this isn't horsey, but it's so funny. So I think she wants to be anonymous. Hang on. Uh, oh, maybe she doesn't. No, I don't think she does. Um, okay. So this is from Ginny Joy Reeve. And she said, my mother was in a relationship with a bloke. Fear not. He wouldn't be listening. And lovely as he was, he was the most painfully dull and boring bloke I had ever met. Kind hearted, but a real challenge to listen to. So this one day, Neil was at the house talking some shit about golf or cupboards um, or some similar, 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 why can't I say cupboards. <laughs> Sim- similarly, that's not that hard, dire topic. Me being me took the opportunity to head to the stables. I would rather be mucking out with my bare hands than listening to any more of that shit. Whilst petting my pony and still yawning to myself, I thought it was high time that I got someone else involved in the boredom. So I texted my sister, who was away at uni, to tell her that boring Neil is here again. I've managed to escape the kitchen before I grab a knife and slit my own throat, and I have retreated to the hay store. I hope Mother sacks him off soon, otherwise Christmas dinner is going to kill us all. I'm not sure I can take much more of this. I then carried on, tittering around, thought I'd best text my sister again and check if she was okay. At this point, I typed her name into the message search bar, and I had the dreaded realisation that I had not sent oh, the first no. message to my sister, but I had sent it to boring Neil himself. <gasps> oh, my God. oh my God, this is making me sweat. I couldn't believe what I had done. I didn't know what to do. My heart was pounding, my mind racing. How the fuck was I going to get out of this one? So I ran across the yard back to the house, wincing at what sort of reception might await me. I felt sick and nervous. I could see him still in the kitchen, still talking about the cupboard or some uninspiring topic. But he didn't look too unhappy, so that was a good start. I beckoned my mother, and she could see I was distressed. So I confessed. What else was I meant to do? Mother, being mother, went, you're a dickhead. But she said she would sort it. She made up a story to Neil that I had been texting a new boyfriend and gotten a little over-friendly, but then managed to send it in error to him. I suppose mild embarrassment was at least what I deserved at this point. So she asked him if she could borrow his phone and delete the message. Thank fuck for that, I thought. Error corrected, conversation back to normal. It was only that evening, given phones those days were much less advanced, when we were laughing at my stupidity, that I checked with my mother that she had deleted the message in the deleted folder too. She had not. So after all of that, he ended up reading the bloody message anyway. Needless to say, the relationship didn't last much longer. But fear not, I have learned my lesson. I am now a sister in an emergency department, and so I have to be responsible. So I now never say anything mean about people, or at least I just don't write it down. Don't write it down, yeah. And definitely don't send it to the person I'm talking about. You told your Farry that you loved him. Easily. On text, by accident, obviously. I thought I was sending it to my husband. And uh, yeah, so I sent him a text saying, don't forget that I love you. (laughs) And he sent me a text back saying, that's very kind, but I just want to shoe your horse. (laughs) I sent one. This is really bad. I sent one to my mum about a month ago. And me and Ben do this thing 
where we like send gifts to each other, like random ones. Yeah. Um, And sometimes they're like abusive and sometimes they're nice, depending on whether we like each other that week. So anyway, I sent him this one saying, I like you and I love you. And then I realized I'd sent it to my mum. So I just sent back. Well, yeah, but what was worse is that I sent back saying, that wasn't for you. And then... (laughs) (laughs) So I said to Ben, oh my God, I sent this to mum accidentally. But I just, he said, what did you do? I said, I just said, I didn't mean that to send to you. He was like, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? And I was like, oh, I didn't really think of it like that. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I don't, I don't love you or like you. Oh, they're brilliant ones though, aren't they? They are. I hope they're both feeling all right now. I know. (laughs) Both of them are like so relatable, aren't they? I know, I know. Everyone's done both those things where you do things so stupid and then you like obviously break your leg on a pogo stick. Yeah, why why would you do that? And then sending a text to the wrong person, we've all done that. God, yeah. I've done that. Things, but the, I mean, breaking up someone's relationships a bit much. Right? <laughs> but to be fair, at least you didn't have to sit Neil. through any more of boring Neil's yeah. cupboard talk. Nobody needs that. No, do one, no, no one needs to talk, sit through boring Neil's cupboard talk, do they? It's Mine, to be fair, I cool. bet boring Neil was probably saying to his friends, fuck me, if she talks any more about horses, I'm going to slash her horses. Yeah. Slash my wrists. Because I yeah. think there's nothing worse. about horses one more time. Yeah. We're so boring. God, I know. Horsey people are the boringest people ever. Yeah. They're terrible. And you could talk for hours and hours, couldn't you, about them? Yeah. Yeah. One point, at one point, I was not only horsey, I did the second most boringest thing as well, which was be a runner. Both of those things, when you get people going, it's like no one's interested. I had yeah. no other conversations other than horses and running. And being a mum, terrible that's quite step bad, isn't it, as well, just talking about it's your boring. kids. Yeah. Sometimes you can drop in a funny story with your kids, though, can't you? Like, you know, when they swear at you and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, that's quite a funny story. People are going to appreciate that. Horses. Suppose you could throw in where your horse kicks you in the leg. Yeah, true that. True. <laughs> All right. So we are going to go. Please keep sending us stuff to Book Off Banter on Facebook and Instagram. And please send us your emails to bookoffbanter at gmail.com. We absolutely love hearing from you. We're very bored. We need entertaining and Please you entertain make us feel us. better about our lives that we're not the only people that do ridiculous things. So that buy a red wig. Exactly, and burn the ride with scrambled egg. So beautiful. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Bye.